We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 5th day of January, the year of our Lord, 2023. I need to get that right. You know how it takes about a week to, you know, get the, uh, yeah. the new year going? Yeah, uh, I actually, I, I figured out yesterday I didn't even say the uh, the year. But anyway, uh, I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive, yeah. Um, alive? Alive, so long as the insurance company doesn't screw you over. Oh, I'll still be alive. Uh, they, Just they may not be my insurance company. <laughs> it won't be yeah, your insurance company yeah. for very much longer. Yeah. 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 Just a little frustrated. Um, I, I, it just, it's the legalese, the corporate speak that I'm, uh, frustrated with. I was kind of hoping that small town, maybe they would be a little bit more straightforward and, and saying, um, you know, uh, these are the things we can help you with. And these are the requirements, uh, to get aid. Because, uh, you know, we don't have a kitchen, so you have to um, have takeout. And one of the things that they would do is help pay for the extra expenses of, of um, uh, uh, takeout. Yeah, that's become a pain in the ass to make a claim on that one. A minor thing, uh, but when inflation is as high as it is right now, and eating out is twice what it used to be, and it's already, you know, two, three times more expensive than eating at home... That, that adds up pretty quick. It does. And you're not kidding. I had to go out today to pick up some cheese, right? Just just to pick up some cheese because I forgot it yesterday. I went to the store yesterday and I forgot. Of course, I walked out with stuff that I could carry in my hands and I spent like 50 something bucks and I'm like, what the hell did I just buy? But I uh, I forgot cheese and I was making what I was making today and I needed some cheese for, for the recipe. And I mean, it's one of those where it doesn't work if it doesn't have it. So I couldn't skip it. So I had to walk to the little grocery store. There's a corner grocery store around the corner from where I am. So I, I walked around there and I thought, okay, I'll just get like basic mozzarella cheese. It was three bucks for mozzarella cheese. Three bucks. It was like 80 cents a couple of months ago. It's insane. Yep. Three yep. bucks for mozzarella cheese. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yep. Everything's everything's increased in price. So, so yeah, uh, long story short of it, they're going to require a lot more effort on our part to, to file it. We have to go back and look at finances from previous months. And because inflation is, uh, you know, rising, we look at the bills that we had previously and uh, you have to get the difference for, you know, what the prices are for food. Now, it's still not going to cover everything because of the price increases. So frustrating, but, you know, it is. It is. Well, frustrating, right? We talked yesterday about the uh, uh, this, this whatever this is, this clown show, this freak show they got going on up there on the hill. We talked briefly about that. They're on the fifth round right now. Fifth, fifth round of voting. Is that right? Yeah. So, something like that. Yeah. 
Donald Trump, right? And again, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. I've made my position on him clear, and I will not be supporting him or anything that he stands for in this next election. He has said something interesting. And and Jim Jordan, after we went off yesterday, he said something oddly similar. Now, of course, Matt Gates, again, not a fan of the used car salesman, but I support what he did in, in the speech that he gave on the House floor about the nomination of Jim Jordan. That I do support. However, Jim Jordan stood up after he was nominated by Congressman Gates and Congressman Jordan nominated Kevin McCarthy. Well, McCarthy, I guess, well, we're on the fifth round of voting because nobody's voted for McCarthy in the first four rounds. So we need to vote again. What is this, the European freaking union? Nobody voted the way they needed to. So we're going to vote again until they get it right. Is that what we're doing now? We're, do- we're taking the the EU model in America. So Jordan. Well, uh, until somebody wins. Yeah. Yeah, until somebody wins. So Jordan nominates McCarthy. And the more I think about it, the, the more I think about it as as the day has progressed, and I was telling you about this in, in prep, why not? Why not? Let's put McCarthy in there as the as a Republican caucus. Let's put him in there. Why not? Why aren't we putting McCarthy in there? It would be on brand for Republicans to put him in there. Exactly my point. Let's put him in there. I think I think Congressman Jordan, I think he and I are thinking as one here. Let's put him in there. Let's torpedo what's left of the Republican Party. Let's put Mitch McConnell's counterpart in there. McConnell's a disgrace. As I was saying in, in prep, how can he not be on the foreign agents registry list in America? The man makes $25 million a year directly from China, from his in-laws having control in the shipping ports there. How is he not registered as a foreign agent? And he's the Senate minority? That's his Senate? Are you kidding me? So why not put McCarthy in as the, the Speaker of the House? Let him tear it down. Let him tear down what's left of the Republican caucus in the in the House, because as far as I'm concerned, 95, 97 percent of them, they're a disgrace anyway. I don't disagree. The, the, this is the problem that I, I have with it. Uh, one, we're short on time. And two, the Republican Party already has the infrastructure we need. So it would be more advantageous for us to elect individuals that are uh, constitutionalists and basically take over the Republican Party. Uh, that would be more benefit. Uh, as an example, Ron DeSantis, all the stuff that happened in Florida under Ron DeSantis, that was only one term. He went from in one term, he went from winning by like uh, barely by like, what was it? Four points. If that, I don't even think it was that high. I think it was that it's very lower narrow than that, but very narrow. Yeah. Margin. Yeah. And then this time he won by 19. That was that was one term that he went through and did that and basically turned Florida from purple to red. One person can make a huge difference in the right position. This is one of those positions that I would much rather have in like a, a Jim Jordan in there or hell, I'd even take a, you know, someone of the same caliber as like a Ted Cruz. Even I, I, somebody in those like that would be great. Thomas Massey. A Massey would be nice as well. Yeah. Uh, so something like that, that is that has the gumption to stand up. Hell, even a Rand Paul type, uh, you know, something well, that's, like that's that. That's Massey. That's mess. Well, it's yeah. close. Yeah. You know, I'm, we're speaking though the House though. Those guys are in the Senate, so I'm I'm speaking right, the right. House. So I'm I'm using those as examples because yeah, yeah. people know those uh, figures. Chip Roy, uh, but we put Chip Roy. I, I, Chip up Roy there. would be good to yeah. Chip Roy would be a good one as well. So, and the thing is as well, it doesn't have to be anybody serving. That's the thing is this can be a completely 
For example, you could have Donald Trump in there. I'm not saying do Donald Trump. I'm just saying you could put Donald Trump in that position. So they don't have to be a part of, uh, basically, they don't have to be an elected official. This could be somebody completely outside of the system right now. So uh, a different example to use a name that people know, Elon Musk. They could elect him and put him in the, as a Speaker of the House. Not saying they should. I'm just saying that's you could use anybody. So why don't we put Sean Pitt in there? Yeah, I mean, it. it you could put anybody uh, in no, there, basically. No. Zelensky. Let's put Zelensky in the Speaker of the House. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I, actually, I don't know. I don't know what the regulations are. I don't know if they have to be a, a American citizen, like a, a no. you know, native born. No, I don't know. No, they just native have to be born. a naturalized well, citizen. Okay, I didn't know since they were third in line for president. Um, no, it's yeah. that 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 only applies the Constitution, at least as far as I'm aware. Now, again, I could be wrong. If there's a constitutional expert out there that wants to debunk me, go ahead, send an email and tell me how I'm wrong, please. I welcome it. But as far as I'm aware, I believe that that only applies to the president of the United the States, president. 35 years of age and native born American, uh, which, by the okay. way, we can sit here and we can debate about the 14th Amendment, the interpretation of the 14th Amendment all day long. I'm of the opinion because the law is open to interpretation in America until something changes. But my interpretation of that, and again, I'm not a legal expert or a legal scholar, but I've spent enough time in the justice system to understand how the basics of the law works and how the legal speak works and how lawyers manipulate it to their advantage. I mean, that's what makes them lawyers. But if you're a native born American citizen, then that means you are born to two American citizens in America. That is a native born American to me. I'll, 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 I'm a little bit more lenient and I'll say one of the parents has to be an American citizen and you can be born on foreign soil, uh, but you have to live a large portion of your life in the U.S. Like majority of your life should yeah. be in the U.S. I, I see your point, but that's, the problem is basically is that that's the requirement of a natural, a naturalized or not. Yeah. I forget what the actual phrasing is. That That's what the requirement is. One of your parents has to be an American Yeah, I, I see your point to that. I, I do. But at the same time, I'm also I'm also um, aware of the fact that when you are born to two parents that are not nationals, you are issued two passports. So you're a dual citizen. Yeah. But when you come of age, you have to. You have to one choose one. Yes. By the so, age of 25. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, with that kind of a system. That's fine because, um, I know a lot of people that had dual citizenships that are like, they're on the same level as like immigrants that chose to come here. Like they have a great passion for America and, and like our values and everything, the, the constitution and everything. So I'm, I'm more lenient when it comes to, um, you know, at least one of the parents need to be, because they may live in another country that doesn't have the same freedoms that we have here in the United States. And they can see it firsthand uh, in that other country and be like, yeah, this isn't this isn't good. They could come in and just because you tweeted something, they could arrest you because it doesn't fit with the whatever the narrative is like in the UK or Canada, as an example, or Australia or New Zealand. So, you know, the uh, the, the intelligence community, they need your help to identify those uh, those conspiracy theorists and those extremists down there. So anyway, uh, but yeah, Kevin McCarthy. Yes or no? Do we torpedo it? Do we not? Now, I, I know that you said that we don't have the luxury of a lot of time here, and I'm inclined to agree with you. We don't have time. We don't, as a matter of fact, we don't have time for any of this, this dog and pony show we've been seeing up to this point. Turkey neck, got to go. McConnell, got to go. Gobbler, whatever you want to call yeah. him, he's got to go. Yeah. Right? That's that's Mitch that's Mitch. ridiculous. That is re cocaine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, he's got to go. Mm -hmm. But look at what happened in this 
last election cycle, the 2022, uh, the 2022 midterms. Let's look at what happened there. We had the types of candidates that you're talking about that had the ability to take over the Republican Party, at least, you know, a good a good portion of it to start to get the ball rolling and turn the tide in the right direction. And they were all blackballed. Yep. So many of them. What what good would it do? Yeah. What good would it do to put one person in there when it's stifled 30 other ways? You know, you've got to cut out that that rot at its core, as opposed to just lobbing off, you know, one extremity or something. Well, uh, it, this is important uh, because uh, the Speaker of the House determines what bills are being uh, proposed uh, to the House. So, you know, if if you want your transgender madness to continue, um, then you would have like a Pelosi in place or a McCarthy. I don't think McCarthy has the stones that it takes to uh, forward a bill like that and uh, have a, a debate on that one. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I, I, I really don't know. Depends on what he's, they have on him. Depends on what they have on him and who has it on him. Yeah, uh, that that's what it boils down to. the The problem is, is I'm I'm concerned this guy is a uh, Mitch McConnell shill, and if Mitch McConnell says you know X, Y, or Z, it'll be X, Y, or Z, and that's my concern. He's he's just a um, oh he he's just and establishment. The, yeah, and look at the last Republican GOP candidates we had of the as the Speaker of the House, John Boehner, really. John Boehner and then uh, Paul Ryan, what disgraces they ended up being. So what makes you think that we're going to end up with something that's that's going to be, you know, a candidate that we can actually use? Well, uh, here's another another thing. Um, The Republican Party needs to if you really want to save this nation and get back to a constitutional um, stance again, you're going to have to be willing to, um, well, exploit politicians. And by that, I mean, you're going to have to be willing to take a Donald Trump because in the moment he's he's pushing the agenda that you want he's pushing the things that you need for the moment but once he stops being beneficial to you dump him move on um and that's kind of what the the democratic party does they stand by their their constitu- their their people until they're no longer useful and then once they're no longer useful they dump them we're going to have to start taking up that mentality i it's not it's not fun it's not great i don't like it but um uh, that that's something that we should seriously look at because as an example Nancy Pelosi um that hag up there pushed policies that the left wanted she was fully on board she was a drunk but she was up there pushing the policies of the left and she was in lockstep with them why can we not have an actual republican uh in leadership that pushes constitutional stuff the stuff that our platform supposedly says I say our as if it's uh, I'm a Republican. The stuff that our Constitution says, which supposedly that's what their their platform st- uh, supports. And yet <laughs> McCarthy, really? That's all you can put forward? I say, <clears throat> and uh, and who, who are the House Democrats supporting on the GOP side? That's the other thing. Everything about yeah. that? Because you've only yeah. got 100. I, I want to say it's like just over 100 for uh, Jeffries. To be in in the the round of voting to be uh, the next speaker of the house, so we've got four hundred and thirty five members of Congress. Who's supporting McCarthy on the Democrat side? Yeah, that should also be another question. Um, in other words, we have enough Republicans in place right now that you could get a strong Republican. I mean, like uh, like a Jim Jordan type or someone that is super conservative, uh, and get them in and start pushing the other direction. And start taking back the the country towards the Constitution. But instead, again, we get a McCarthy. This is 
This is typical of a Republican, though. This is this is typical Republican Party. You give them the power, the capacity to make change, uh, to affect change, to rein back control of the government. And what do they do? They take up more control and they screw us over every single time, uh, at least in my uh, political life. So I don't expect McCarthy will be. You know, they'll they'll play the game and, uh, you know, kind of make their stances and make it look like they're fighting for the constituents. And eventually they'll cave and McCarthy will be uh, the next uh, speaker of the House. Fifth round of voting is over. McCarthy did not make it. They'll probably continue going uh, maybe to seven or eight. So then We've they can say, seven. well, we've only ever yeah, had seven. seven is the old. Yeah. The, 100 years ago, we had seven. So they may, you know, push it. So this is a new, unprecedented uh, thing. Make the Republicans look bad on the Democrat side. The other issue I have with having a McCarthy, Republicans have been kicked and beaten down so much over the years that let's say the Republicans screw them over yet again. What about, uh, you know, disenfranchising voters? I mean, that's basically what's going on. I'm, uh, to be fair, I don't even know why Republicans vote Republican anymore, to be fair. I haven't voted Republican in many years now, uh, and I haven't voted Democrat in many years now. And I, I can't even call what's really sad. I can't even call myself an independent. It's like I call myself an independent conservative, but I don't identify as an independent politically. I, I guess I'm a, I don't know. How does Marty put it? We're politically homeless. We don't have anywhere to go. We're just kind of drifting along, you know, kind of just sitting off to the side while everybody's out there in the main channel doing their whatever it is they're doing. And we don't have anywhere to go. I don't identify with the Republican Party. I certainly don't identify with what the Democrat Party's become. I mean, my goodness, if you look at the uh, the Communist Party USA, that's an actual political party, by the way. We actually have a registered Communist Party USA. They say openly, we don't need to run candidates anymore. We have the Democrats. Why do we need to run? So they don't run. They say the Democrats adopt everything that we want. So there's no need for us to run. So I certainly don't identify with the Marxist side of things. I don't identify with the socialism uh, nonsense because I know what it's done, right and left. I, I'm not going to pick and choose sides here. But uh, independently, I, again, when you look at independence in America, as in independent registered voters, you sacrifice a few things. Most notably, you sacrifice the ability to vote in primary elections because you don't have independent candidates largely. You've got the two-party duopoly. And then on top of that, You've got a lot of independent candidates, such as Bernie Sanders and the uh, way well, he's no longer in Congress, but was Joe Lieberman uh, and a couple of others. They're further left than the Democrats. So I certainly don't identify with that. So, I mean, I'm an independent as an independently thinking conservative minded person. That's it. And again, I'm, I'm politically homeless. I don't have a, a political party that I can identify with. I just don't have one. And if you say that to anybody in person, like your devout Republicans, uh, they'll tell you that um, you're no better than a Democrat because yeah, um, voting you're independent. Your vote away. Yeah, you're, you're throwing, throwing your vote your away. Vote away. And yeah, yeah, and I'm like, hold on a minute. You're telling me that I'm the problem when you continue to to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Which one of those is the definition of insanity? Mm, yeah, uh, that, that's <laughs> again. Uh, we we talk about this with like COVID and um, you know the this everything that's going on with the um, cult mindset that everybody has. Um, the right is just as much uh, in a cult as the left right now, because uh, exactly as you just said, they're so given over to the idea that, well, if you if you change your vote to try to affect change, well, then you're, you're throwing your vote away. Uh, come again. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that that doesn't that doesn't compute. If, if I continue 
to vote Mitch McConnell in and hope that Mitch McConnell will have a come to Jesus moment and stop being a corrupt politician, stop being a CCP paid agent and, and stand for the constitution. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the sane one for doing that. Uh, okay, sure. So yeah, anyway, these rounds of votes, again, uh, we're, we're looking at a, at a political solution to a spiritual problem. I, I don't know of any other way to put it. As you said, they're, um, they're just both sides. They're just as, as locked into that, that cycle, that mindset as, as the COVIDians, <laughs> the COVIDian, COVIDians, whatever. They're just as locked into it. And, uh, on that point, you know, I, I was telling you that I was watching some, I don't want to say social media influencers, but YouTubers, you know, as in like YouTubers that are uh, sports people. I'm not talking like sports casters, sports announcers. I'm talking like uh, people that are uh, former physical therapists and personal trainers and things like that that do YouTube things as part of their business now. So not only do they run their their rehab businesses and their, um, their, their own personal gyms, but they also do YouTube series on the work that they do to help people that aren't able to visit them in person. And I, I understand that. That makes sense, right? That, that that makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, if you're really good at what you do and you're a former, I don't know, a, um, a trainer for a professional sports team or something, yeah, you've got something to offer to a lot of people. You know, you, you've been part of, a, uh, of an elite group of athletes. And so if you've got the ability to help people out in their lives and you're willing to put it out there free of charge for people to take advantage of, that's a pretty good marketplace for you, you know, as far as ad revenue and, and everything else. So, yeah, I can see that. But today I was watching one of these people because I go and I mean, you, you know what I do. I, I mean, I go to the gym. I, I have a pretty good workout routine and everything. And so when you're working out, you always want to mix it up. You can't do the same thing over and over again because your body gets used to it. And you basically you just hit a wall and there's no progression that's being made. So you want to change things up. So I scour the Internet at various times, whenever I feel like I'm hitting a hitting a wall in my workout uh, routines, I want to change things. So every couple of weeks, every two, three weeks, I change things up until I get to the point now where I've got about four or five different uh, workout routines that I just mix and match now. So I, I work out what I feel as though I need to work on most, and I'll add that to a routine, and then I'll work on that muscle group that day, and then you know I'll move on. Well, one of these people that I watch decided that they were going to do a, a sit down about this uh, this NFL football player that collapsed on the field that we talked about yesterday. This um, Ham, uh, uh, what was his name? Ham, Ham Hamlin? Uh, Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin. That was it. Yeah, Hamlin. Now, mind you, this is a um, this is a knowledgeable individual, very knowledgeable individual, and I see everything that they're explaining as talk arounds. There wasn't one mention of the possibility, even a possibility, no matter how remote, a possibility that it could have been caused by a COVID jab. Because, I mean, how many cardiac issues have we seen with professional athletes? I actually saw this paper today. 769 recently vaxxed professional athletes have collapsed in the midst of their competition in the last 12 months alone. That's a very high number. 769. The most recent was DeMar Hamlin on Monday Night Football, who didn't have one cardiac arrest. He had two. And it's being said that, oh, look, you know, I, I know that, that people take these hits and, and it's really sad to see and you hate to see that for them because there's so much on the line. And, and yeah, brother, I saw that hit. I've seen 
safeties, which that's the position that the, the young man played. I've seen safeties in professional football in the NFL. I've seen them take hits much harder than that. Much harder than that. They're designed to take those hits. By comparison, as I said, I mean, football is a violent, uh, a violent sport. American football, it's a violent sport. I don't care how much Kevlar body armor you've got. Those hits hurt. And when this young man took that hit, it looked like just a routine tackle. They could have done that tackle with no pads. Now, granted, it might have still hurt the way that tackle was done. I mean, the, the video's out there circulating. But that's not what bothered me the most about that video of that that professional sports trainer that has worked with professional sports teams in the United States. That's not what bothered me. What bothered me the most were the comments underneath of it. Over 1,800, it was almost 2,000 comments underneath of it. I only went through the first, you know, one, 200 of them. I was just breezing down through them. The affirmation of what was said was incredible. I know that YouTube has been finagling with like their their algorithms and stuff and, and taking down things. I understand that. But you're telling me in all of these comments, they were less than 20 hours old. You're telling me there's not one person, not one person asking a single question, even if it was somebody that talked around it to somehow or another trick the algorithm to stop it from being automatically pulled down. I mean, we have to get creative on how we word our show notes because we automatically get flagged whenever we mention one thing. And it's not self-censoring. It's just talking around it so somebody that's looking for it can actually find it. For example, if we mention the name Fauci, okay, everybody knows Dr. Fauci, right? If we mention the name Fauci, just the name, and we're going to get flagged now, if we mention just that name, we don't have to say anything else about COVID. Nothing. I, I mean, we've tested this. Nothing about COVID, nothing about a pandemic, nothing about a jab, nothing. If you just say the name Fauci, you're flagged automatically. You're telling me that there's not one single person that had a question about any of this? Given the numbers of professional athletes that we've seen collapse, we've had over 100 European footballers, that's soccer for us Americans, we've had over 100 European footballers die in the last year. The number, hell, Ned was talking about the percentage here, even according to FIFA, the deaths of, of European footballers are up 1,200% in the last 12 months. If I remember right, when we first started talking about this months ago, it would have been last year, it was something like 190, I want to say it was like 195-ish, was like the average over a 10-year period of, of athletes dying on the field from like cardiac arrest and those kind of things or even even having cardiac arrest on the field. It is so absolutely rare. In fact, it was so rare that, like like I said, you would remember the instance it happened because it is so rare. Now it's become so common that you don't necessarily remember because there's so many of them now. Over 700 uh, that you were saying. How is that even... Why doesn't that trigger any kind of intellectual curiosity in anybody? I don't care if you're you're, you're a football uh, fan that just sits around and drinks a beer while he, while they're watching the game. You see this more often. You're going to ask questions like why why am I seeing especially if you've been uh, interested in sports for more than five years? If that's the case, and you should see the difference. You should see pre-COVID what the rates were, and now after COVID, how many people are uh, keeling over? I mean, it should be, uh, uh, I don't know. 
I say that, and yet we we just the the previous segment we were talking about how people are still voting in Mitch McConnell. So uh, maybe maybe they aren't capable of of uh, maybe uh, spotting the difference. I I guess not because, like I said, I, the affirmation that I saw in in these comments sections. I mean, people have always said, "Hey, if you want to get a kick out of YouTube, read the comments," right? And I thought, well, there's going to be somebody getting their teeth kicked in here. You know, somebody's going to look really stupid by uh, mentioning this. No, nothing, nothing at all. Now, one of two things are happening. Either you've got that level of cognitive dissonance, which I'm not ruling that out by any stretch, or you have a really sophisticated algorithm that are pulling things down in real time. Which is that's highly likely. It is highly likely. Um, yeah. So supposedly YouTube has been far worse than Twitter, like four to five times worse. Well, it is what Google. Was doing. It so. is Google. And we did see their name on those financial ledgers. Yeah. And they so. did help the uh, what, what was the uh, the program that they they created the firewall over there in China, uh, their search engine. I forget what it was called. Um, oh, I know you were going to ask. OK, I, I, I yeah. oh, goodness. The only thing that's coming up is yeah. Nightingale, but that was the health. That was the no, 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 thing. no, no. This, no, that's that, that was, was the healthcare was thing one. out of out of that. Yeah, yeah, that they did with Fitbit. Um, yeah. Oh, I can't think of the name of it, but yes, I, I know what you mean. We talked about it several times. Yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah, it is. It is uh, Google, and and I actually I saw something about Google today. We'll get into that in a second. But but yeah, you're telling me that you're not going to question this now. Here's the next thing. And I had mentioned this. Here's the next thing. So you've got all these, um, I, I don't want to call them really influencers, but I guess that's kind of what they are, YouTube influencers and, and things. you got these people that are out now. And I have the, uh, I guess, an advantage, if you will, sitting across the um, the interrogation table from people just a few times. <laughs> I, say, I say that very loosely, just a few times. I have the ability to tell when someone is not being honest with me. And when I watch these people and I watch them give their excuses and their talk arounds, I can tell that they're not being honest about what they're saying. Even they don't believe what they're saying. So keep preaching that. But you're putting yourself in the jackpot. And let me explain why you're putting yourself in the jackpot. Because as time progresses and this happens again and again and again and again and again to athletes that don't take a hit, what are you going to say then? So moving on from that, unless you got something to say on it. No, I, the only thing I would add is uh, I, I don't even know if as it becomes more normal and you start seeing like people up in the stands, they have to pause the game because uh, medical teams have to be called to the stands because someone up in the stands had a heart attack. Um, as this becomes more common, I'm I'm actually concerned there's going to be a, a bit of a like a normalcy bias kick in and they're going to be like. Well, this is just normal. This is, you know, this is, uh, it just happens. You know, uh, Americans are some of the most unhealthy in the first world nations. So, uh, you know, it's just doesn't include professional American athletes. diet does not include professional athletes. Do you understand the kind of like diets that those, those athletes are kept on? These are, these are, uh, literally multi-million dollar investments. Um, yeah. and they yeah, have, they're, they're going to, they have personal nutritionists that are supplied to them by the team as part of their deal. So as you say, it's an investment. They're looking after their investment. Apparently, though, not too much, are they? Yeah. Yeah. Google. On with Google. I know this is going to be a shocker. You weren't expecting this at all. I mean, I wasn't seeing this one coming. Security loophole in Google's home speakers. You know, the little pod things, you know, when you say, okay, and then the name. I don't want to do that because it'll trigger for people if they have it in their homes. If you do, rip it out now. A security loophole in the Google Home speakers let hackers snoop on private conversations. Would you ever have guessed that? 
Would you have guessed that? I wouldn't have guessed that. Um, no, of course not. I mean, having a, a built-in speaker in your home, you know, or, or microphone, I, I never would have guessed somebody could have hacked that. That's crazy. And the fact that it's passively monitoring to see if you're actually going to ask it a question, that means it's always on, right? Oh, but don't worry. It's not listening to anything other than for these two words, right? Uh -huh. Sure. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was recently revealed that a security loophole within Google Home speakers allowed hackers to snoop on conversations. The bug allowed hackers to install a backdoor account on a Google Home smart speaker device and use it via remote control to eavesdrop on unsuspecting owners by accessing its microphone feed. Huh. Oh, dear. It, is it possible that, well, seeing as how it's, I mean, it's Google, is it possible that, well, they could do that anyway? I mean, you don't necessarily need a, a hacker to do that. No, no. See, I've got nothing to hide, so I'm not worried about it. Right, right, right. Security researcher Matt Kunz, Matt Kunzi, Kunzi, yeah, Kunzi, uh, was recently rewarded a total of $107,000 by Google for discovering the security issue in January of 2021 while experimenting with his own Google Home services. He notified Google in March of 2021 and later published the technical details about his findings, along with a potential attack scenario, which explained how the flaw could be exploited by an outside actor. He discovered a flaw that allowed commands to remotely through the application programming interface, which is their cloud service, by the way, after setting up a new account using the Google Home app. Google Home, a series of smart speakers, was released in 2016 and enabled users to verbally issue voice commands to interact with the services through Google Assistant. You know what? I've been telling people for years, this is going back to the Amazon Alexa thing, which by the way, those sales of Amazon Alexa, they're in the toilet because people are starting to figure out what they do. I remember seeing all that stuff in a family member's home and I said, what in the hell are you doing? And this is like 2015, 2016. I said, what in the hell? I said, tear all this stuff out of here. They have everything, everything on the Amazon system, everything. Their thermostat, their hell, their, their lamps, in their living room, the TV, all their speakers, everything, their washer and dryer. And I'm like, are you are you out of your like what what in the world? What planet did I did I wake up on? Now, I have some friends in the States and these are supposedly conservatives, right? Conservatives, conservative minded, all the rest of it. And it's not even a discussion about the security risks. It's not even a discussion. They tell me about how convenient it is that they can lock and unlock their front door with an app on their phone. They tell me about how convenient it is that they've got a remote starter on their vehicle from an app on their phone. They can lock and unlock their car from an app on their phone. I'm asking, what in the world are you doing? The Google Nest system, that's another part of this, this home speaker system, whatever, right? The Google Nest system, that's the, the whole thing for your house, the thermostat, you know, the, the heating and the cooling and everything else. The utility companies in the United States are offering cash incentives for you to take these things. And again, when I explain this to people, it's not even a discussion. The only thing they seem to be concerned about is which model they're going to take so they get the bigger rebate. I'm not a technophobe. I'm not against technology. I think this stuff is is great. It does make our lives more convenient. There's no doubt about that. But at what cost? When you look at what these companies do, when you look at the security flaws, when you look at things that they leave open, is that worth it? People buy these smartwatches. Everybody seems to have one of these smartwatches now. If you have a smartwatch, I almost don't even want to talk to you. That's where I'm at now. I, I was walking uh, the other day and I saw somebody talking into their watch like they were James frickin' Bond. And I, I'm like, what? Did I miss something here? 
Like it's not even it's not even a, a thought in my mind to go out and get something that's going to monitor my blood oxygen level. Why does a company need to know that information? Especially when you've got freaks like Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari running around on 60 Minutes with Anderson Cooper saying, we've got to know what's going on inside your body. That's a telltale sign for me to get as far the hell away from that as possible. I'm not going to go running into it. And again, it doesn't even become a discussion as to either you take it or you don't with people that I speak to on it. It's just which model you're going to get. Where did the disconnect take place? What 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 set that in motion? I mean, I used to be one of the early adopters. I was the guy that was the first in line for an iPad at an Apple store when it first came out. That was me. I'm not going to lie about that. That was me. I was the guy that went out and got the new phone and, you know, all that stuff. I was that until I figured out what these companies were doing with that information. And it's been many years since I've done anything like that. But I, I thought by default, just through the process of saying, OK, what are they doing with this? What What is this all about? Why is this a thing now? I thought that by me taking that stance for myself, that everyone else would automatically do the same. Well, that's not happened. It's gone the other way. And I, I'm trying to figure out what has got people so hooked into this now that they just can't seem to want to step away from it, even if it costs them something. I mean, the cost is your data. The cost is your privacy. And it doesn't even seem to run like it doesn't even it doesn't even resonate with people. And I'm, I'm not approaching people with a bad attitude about it either. You know, I'm not that kind of person. Bruce, you know how I approach people. You know, I'm a very approachable person. I mean, especially once you get to know me. And these are people that I've known for years. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not a jerk, but. I mean, these are the same people that tell you that TikTok is cancer, right? <laughs> but yet they've got all this other stuff, which is the biggest irony. So, I mean, I'm not a jerk about it, but at the same time, I, I guess I just don't understand it. It's like when, when I try and at least bring up some form of it, it's almost like I got a second head sewn on my shoulders. So in your opinion, Bruce, where do you think the disconnect is? I mean, you, you don't subscribe to any of this, this um, uh, you know, low jack stuff as far as like monitoring your body functions or anything like that. I mean, I, I don't need a watch to tell me that I need to get more sleep, right? I can figure that out for myself. I don't need a watch to tell me that I can stand up. I was actually at dinner one night uh, with a couple of friends and they both got reminders at the same time they both, it was a couple, they both got reminders at the same time on their Apple watches and they looked at each other and said, okay, it's time. And they both stood up and sat right back down. And I just sat there and I, I looked at them and I said, what are you doing? And they said, well, the watch tells us it's time to, to stand up and sit down. So wh where's, the, where's the disconnect? You're shaking your head and laughing. Where's the disconnect? What am uh, I missing here? So people like to be told, uh, they, they don't like to make decisions themselves, it seems. They like to well, be that told. part is true. Yeah, that part I understand. But uh, as far as like the adoption of it or or the like the limiting of it, where where did the, the is it just the convenience? Is that it? Yeah. I mean, you, you look at the, the lifestyle that most people have. They're complacent. You know, the, the thing that I complain about all the time, the, the soapbox that I have is Christians are unwilling to do anything, right? They're they're just sitting back and letting the society collapse around them. It's because it's comfortable. So why why do people go out and get the these uh, low jack devices? Well, it makes life more comfortable, convenient. Which I shouldn't actually say that because low jack is actually a, a good device. It it has one purpose, and that's if you have a, like a high value piece of equipment or something or a car or something that's stolen from you, you can actually track it. So like that's sure. a, an example. But I mean, I'm just using it because low jack. That's what you use to track somebody. Well, it's it's accurate for this representation as well because you are an asset 
um, you are a piece of property to uh, a corporation or a government entity. So uh, in this case, um, yeah, it, it makes sense. The, the corporations, the government have to keep track of you. They have to know what you're doing, where you're at. So, yeah. Uh, again, I, I think it's just uh, people people are convinced it's convenient to have all these things. Um, you know, you know what's convenient is um, I have one of the old school thermostats that I can change at my whim. And I don't have some power company telling me uh, you're using too much power. We have to, you know, turn down your thermostat or turn the it smart up or meters. whatever. You guys have smart mm -hmm. meters out there yet? Unfortunately, they installed some last year for the water. Oh, no. Yeah. And they don't let you opt out of it anymore, do they? No, it's required. So yeah. they're able to shut off your water anytime they want from uh, pressing the button. What's, what's your score? Yeah. Bruce, are you, tried to date on your, are you up to date on your COVID vaccine? <laughs> they're going to try to do it again to uh, well water. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Ooh. Ooh. But, uh, okay. I heard a story about that once. Mm -hmm, uh, and this mm -hmm. is th this is a true story. I, I think I told you about this. You lived in Missouri for a time, yeah, in the in the Ozarks there. Yep. Yeah. There is a uh, there's a small town there, and I think you even looked it up at the time I said it. it was, the name of the town was uh, Steelville, Missouri, and it is a, a it's just a small little small little place there. It's not uh, it's not really on the map all that much. Nice folk there, as far as I know. I've listened to some people that uh, that live there. And uh, they seem like some some good people. And uh, their uh, their post office is also their country store and their restaurant on Fridays, where you can get an all you can eat catfish buffet for twelve dollars. They had to increase from eight because of inflation. <laughs> yeah, it's safe to say it's um it's a it's a one horse town, if you will. It's a pretty small town, and I, that's okay. I mean, small town America. That's that's where you meet some of the best people. And I heard a story one night. There were some. Uh, state representatives that came out of St. Louis, and they got sent into the town of Steelville to give a presentation to the townspeople who owned their own property, and they owned their own wells on their own property. So they had their own water that they owned, and they owned the rights to. Well, this presentation that these people from St. Louis put together, and you can imagine the type that when they come out of the cities like that, this presentation that they put together explained to the people, how they were going to be cut off from their wells that they own, that are on the property that they own. They explained how they were going to have to install smart meters on their wells to stop them from being able to access their own water that they own on their own property. Do you know what happened next? Do you want to take a guess what happened next? Bruce, do you remember what happened next? They ran them out of town. Not only did they run them out of town, they ran them out of town with the county sheriff and the city police escorting them out because the townspeople were ready to hang them. So I don't see what you're talking about as going over very well in your town because you're just south of there. Well, yeah. And not only that, I would not. With the current governor and everything that we have here now, I'm not worried about it. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the thing is, is uh, I would be concerned that a city council or something is going to try to do that. And the current location that I live, the city council is the most woke in the state. Um, for the longest time, they were still pushing the tranny madness. Uh, when the state ruled it was illegal to do that, and this was the last county that was doing it in the state. So uh, there, there is concerns that they're going to do that. We already have uh, the smart meters for the electrical grid. So now electric and water now. Of course, gas has always been that way. I mean, you know, it's gas. It's been that way for a long time. Um, yeah, sure. Well, you guys so, are in oil town too, so. Yeah. So everything now is on a smart meter. The only thing that's not is my thermostat, but it doesn't matter 
because they can they can regulate uh from the you know from your electrical of course we we have obviously air conditioning is uh electrical but we have a uh gas furnace so you know in the winter it would be gas but nonetheless everything's being built up in a line for a social credit system and it wouldn't surprise me that they would push for something like that because it's convenient after all to be able to sit in your office and read the you know the the water and and gas and electrical you know see what the measurements are and then if you have a problematic customer you can just cut them off right then and there but people don't think of the ramifications the lo- the, the long term consequences of going this direction the the more power you give someone the more power they have over you and the more they can exploit you so until people realize that data is the new currency it's not just the fiats that we have data information that is the new currency of the world until people realize that i don't think anything's going to change as far as their you know just clicking accept on the uh eulas or the terms of service you know what have you they'll just click accept and don't care about the the tracking and all of that and in fact the coming generations uh well my our generation and younger are are joking about the FBI agent that's sitting on the other side watching, you know, your that's tapped into your feed watching you or, you know, reading your text messages or you know those kind of things. They joke about the the NSA or whoever spying on you or or the corporations. It, it's become normalized and I'm concerned that will be accepted because it's one of the mechanisms you need for a social credit system. Got to have it. If you're going to have a civilized 15 minute city, you got to have it, right? You see, this is what I was talking about. These types of people that come out of the cities and that go into the back rural communities. You see, they're taught. Actually, I shouldn't say that. They're not taught. They're indoctrinated in these universities. This is this is my argument about the universities. We're going to have to tear all those institutions down. I'm not talking about some Marxist teardown thing either. We're going to have to refound all of those things, all of them, because they've become indoctrination centers for a far left ideology that's going to destroy your way of life. And that's not hyperbole. These people that get indoctrinated in these institutions going forward, when they come out of there, they've been educated, they've been indoctrinated to believe that you out in the countryside, you're a useless consumer. You're consuming. You're consuming too many resources. You're a useless eater, as Klaus Schwab likes to say. So therefore, you need to be controlled. You need to be brought to heal. You need to stop consuming so much. Do you know what the problem is with these people? I've said it before. I'll say it again. They're unemployable. They are unemployable. They can't do anything. They know how to control and work in the bureaucracy. That's all they know how to do. That's all they've been programmed to do. Notice I say programmed. So all of these things. You know, I agree with Klaus Schwab on one thing. I've said it before. We do need a great reset. We agree on that. We just have different ideas as to what that's going to mean going forward. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. If you know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own, we would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. It's been a pleasure, Bruce. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.